Well, good morning, beautiful people. It is lovely to be amongst you again and a privilege to see you. Now, you know that you have a word when your night is filled with awful attacking dreams, evil. You're awake in the night, not because Jesus woke you up, but because the enemy wants to keep you tired. So... Those that pray, pray for me as we bring this word, because this is going to be rocket firing. Jesus, glory, glory. I'm just going to drink this. Okay, today I'm talking to you about if you're moving forward, you can't go backwards. So I wonder if any of us here this morning have, metaphorically speaking, looked back over our shoulders look back at our past in a point in our past and thought if only I could go back I think if we are being really really honest we all have at some point have thought if only we could go back maybe to a point in our career that was good maybe a situation maybe a relationship maybe a time in your life that was really really exciting I think sometimes in our lives there are things that are difficult that if you think, if only I could just turn around and go back to when things weren't so complicated or hard. But if we're being really honest with ourselves this morning, I'm going to challenge you to really be honest with yourself. We may glance back what, and want to stay back there, but why? Well... If we took the time to go around the room, I'm sure that each and every single one of you would give us plenty of reasons of why you think it would be a good idea to go backwards. However, I think that an underlying reason would be the desire to have the familiar. A reason would be to not moving forward is that it is difficult. It's the unknown. Where things are familiar, um, they used to be familiar. Familiar is comfortable. Familiar is easy. Familiar is safer. Familiar is understandable. We may even get to the place of looking and thinking the past is much more promising than the future. You know the phrase of, do you remember when? You know, the good old days. Um, I was talking with somebody the other day and we were talking about 20p. Used to be able to get you a quarter pound, not pound, quarter of a mix of sweets. Now, to some kids here, they might be thinking, 20 pence, that's like, you buy two things. But when we were younger, it was like a whole packet, you know, or listening out for the man that would shout out toffee apples, or, you know, each and every single one of us has got a, remem a memory of, do you remember when? No? Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> Or I remember John was saying to me um, he would have to wait for a specific time when he could go and knock for his friend um, because he didn't have a TV, so time for him was, like, just slow. Um, his mum would make you wait to go and knock for... Was it Paul in the morning? Yeah, for a... D a d not till 9 o'clock. <laughs> Blessings. Okay. The thing is, is that when we are walking and when we're moving forward, it is hard. Often our desire is to go back. 
Now, some of you may or may not know that I used to lead mini maestros, not the mini maestros that are wonderful Hannah and Becky do now, but a mini maestros that I used to lead with a friend called Lydia, who is now living in South Africa. Now, I remember the day when she said to me, Jan, the Lord has told us that we are going to go to South Africa. Oh, my goodness. We were running mini maestros, which was a singing group, um, for two hours on a Monday morning, and we also ran a playgroup called Little Angels. Now, Lydia is musical. Yes, I know I can sing. I cannot read music. I could not tell you what key I'm singing, even though I've done it since I was 18, much to the annoyance of my team, I'm pretty certain. Um, but they're very, very lovely and very um, understanding. Lydia had musical. She could, she could play the keyboard or piano. Um, she was very, 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 very organised. And I kind of filled in the gaps. I was the one that would be like, we can do this, and we can set the room up like this, and what about doing it like this? And she was like, mm, maybe, la, la, la. So when she told me that she was leaving, I was the one then that was going to have to continue to lead this group because God didn't tell me to stop leading mini maestros. So all of a sudden, I was presented with, you're going to have to do everything, all right? That's okay. But I'm not going to do it the same as Lyd because she did it in her way. I'm going to do it in my way. So after a little while, I began to think back to when it was me and Lydia and that there was like a partner and we could lean on each other because it is hard leading it by yourself. It's stressful having to think of everything, to think of themes, to keep it all together, to remember what you're doing. And I was used to start to think to myself, oh man, Maybe I don't need to do this no more. Maybe I could just, maybe I should just give up because it was so much easier when Lydia and I were doing it together. It was so much easier to have that second person with you. But do you know what? These kind of thoughts can also come up in our walk with the Lord. When moving forward gets hard, stressful, scary, unfamiliar, we must choose to live by faith and not by sight, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. Why is it that moving forward can appear to be difficult than going backward? What we've already experienced doesn't require faith. We've been there and we've done that. Moving forward requires us to trust God and all of his promises. But you know what? The Lord doesn't call us back to the familiar he calls us forward in faith, faith in him, trusting that he is our future and that our future is in his hand. Moving forward requires something from us. It requires us to choose to lean in into his promises, not our past life experiences and not on our own efforts. A few weeks ago, maybe a month, I can't quite remember, John spoke on spiritual blessings. It wasn't last week, was it? No. Um, he spoke about our spiritual blessings in Christ. We have wisdom, insight, revelation, grace, mercy, peace, forgiveness. We are chosen. Before, and this is like, wow, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. If you'd like to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. It says, he's chosen to make us holy and blameless all because of his love, his good pleasure and his grace. 
Actually, I think that's verses 5 to 6. If you can just take a moment to think upon that even when we were dead in sin, God chose to extend his grace to us and offer us the greatest gift of all, and that is our salvation. This is mind-blowing when we realise that he made that decision before sin even entered into the world. We are adopted as his children. Not only has God chosen us to be made holy, but we have been granted full status, full power, because we are sons and daughters of God who believe on his name. We receive not only full status, not only full power, but full access to the Heavenly Father, able at any point of the day, time, situation, to call out as his children. Do you know, really know, that God delights in each and every single one of you? Do you know that God fights for you? That God accepts you? That when God looks at you, he sees his loveliness? When we stand before our amazing Heavenly Father, we stand before him perfectly accepted. Now, I'm not saying that we have it all together and we're all sorted, but through Jesus Christ, we are perfectly accepted. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you, do you get it? Okay, Benjamin, when he first went to school, um, they would do, as some of us who have got children, they would do sports days. And this was Ben's first one in nursery. He had his teen colour and it was black. Um, he got his T-shirt and he was all ready and really, really excited. Now, this playground where um, Benjamin's uh, sports day was being held was on a slope. Don't ask me why. They build a children's playground on a slope, but it was. So he is doing the... Um... Yes, thank you. I'm glad you got that from that. He was doing the sack race. So there he is, ready, raring to go, really little, very cute. Um, so the teacher says, are you ready? And the children are like, yeah. Three-year-olds. Okay. Off Ben goes. And he is running across the playground. He's running from the top to the bottom. His legs are running, 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 running in the sack thing, as you can. What happens? He falls over. He rolls. He's rolling, he's rolling. Now, I am a very, I don't know, yes, I am very encouraging and, um, and can speak out, uh, but in some situations, I, I don't. Used to. I used to not. This was one of them. This was one of the situations where I was thinking, oh, my days. Everybody is looking, it's his, first, it's his first sports day and all the parents are looking at my son who's now rolled over and everyone else is carrying on. All of a sudden, out of my mouth was, Ben, get up, boy! And I was like, oh my days. <laughs> Embarrassment. Yes, I've just shouted at my three-year-old, Ben, get up! 
So he's looking at me for assurance. He's looking at me, I'm like, oh my life, I've messed up, I've fallen down. What, what, do I come to you? Do I carry on? Do I, where do I go? So I'm like, come on, keep going. So up he gets, praise Jesus. He carries on because he was encouraged. He wasn't just encouraged by his mum, he was also encouraged by the rest of his teammates. Ben, Ben, did he win the race? No. Was he last? Yes, but that's not the point. The point is, is that he persevered and he got up and he carried on. And that was where he found his satisfaction, that even though he fell over, fell down this tarmac, you know, scraped and scratched, he continued because he had encouragement and he fixed his eyes on the one that he knew he could trust. At that point was his mum. Don't we sometimes find ourselves in our walking and moving forward, we fall down and not knowing if it's okay to get back up again, not knowing if it's actually okay to carry on because we're bruised and we're hurt, and we have scratches, and we're hurting, or we're angry, or we're upset, or we're unsure. Now I'm here to tell you this this morning, to encourage you, and to speak over each and every single one of you, truth and life, that it is okay to get back up again and carry on. It does not matter if you are bleeding or if you are hurting, or if you are angry, get up. Because we have an almighty Father who declares over us and says, Rise up, my beloved, and look at me. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, We fix our eyes on Jesus. You, O Lord, are the shield around me, my glory, the lifter of my head. That's Psalm 3, verse 3. You know, the thing is, is that we know that we have an enemy who prowls around like a lion, seeking to seal, kill, and destroy. He would like nothing more than to keep you either right where you are, safe, comfortable, or looking back at what you used to have, or to whisper lives of untruths that you're not able, you're weak, there's others who can do it better. You know, the enemy wants to prevent you from you becoming who you are meant to be in Christ Jesus, to make you ineffective for the kingdom of God, to distract you, to throw you off centre. Well, some of you may or may not have heard me say this sentence before, not on my watch. I stand here today and say, back off in the name of Jesus, to tell every dysfunctional thought to bow to the will of God. Each one of you and me, we are a new creation in Christ. Walking forward, you are a beautiful blend of abilities that Heavenly Father has breathed into you. You are made to move in grace, not to be held by fear. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. You have been clothed with power on high. 
You know, the reason why there's a rearview mirror in the car is that we can quickly glance and see what's going on behind us. It is not there so that we... Oh, I just jumped ahead, sorry. Let me start that again. The reason why we have a rearview mirror is that we can quickly glance and see what's going on behind us, but we are not going that way. You hear what I'm saying to you this morning? Okay. The reason why we glance over our shoulder to check our blind spot as we drive isn't so that we linger there. That's not the way you're going. It's to look at both of these things with a perspective to enable us to continue to move forward in the direction we are going. Yes, we can glance back quickly to see where we have come from. But we do not fix our looking or turn around to go back. We glance. What do we do? Thanks, John. We glance to remember. We remember all the times God has been faithful, all the times that you have overcome, all the times that God has provided for you, all the times that God has enabled you, all the times God sent you that person, that word, that encouragement, the victories God brought into your life. Yes, glance and remember and choose to continue to move forward. Don't you ever give up. Keep going. God did not bring you this far to leave you. I'm just going to say that sentence one more time because I think it's really, really important. Heavenly Father did not bring you this far to leave you. He would not take you somewhere and then abandon you. That's not my Jesus or his character. Faith gives us access to live the life that God has called us to live. Everything in God's kingdom is accessed by faith. The word of God is life. But it is also to remind us, and for us to remind each one of us, of his word and promises, and we walk by faith, not by sight. We need to put more focus on the unseen than what is seen, to walk forward in heavenly realities, using what we have walked as a continuing building block of our unshakable faith. Having the vision of God is the source of patience because it gives us God's true and proper inspiration. Isaiah 43, verse 13, 12, 15, 18. <laughs> Thanks, Dave says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, see, oh, see, I am doing a new thing, now it springs up, do you not perceive it, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips you up 
and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Proverbs 4 verse 25 says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Nowhere in that word does it say, look behind you. Lovely ones, this morning I want to deeply, deeply, deeply encourage you to take your experiences of where you have walked with your Heavenly Father into your moving forward. Yes, I know that sometimes we do not know what is beyond there. I get it. I walk it. But one thing I am certain of is that the things that I have walked shows me the ability and the enabling and the equipping for my Heavenly Father to keep on moving forward. Yes, I know that there may be some of you that are possibly saying, I've heard all this before. Yes, you are right. Because it's the gospel of Jesus Christ that he says, I am, I will enable you to continue to move forward. Don't belittle the things that you have walked. It is your equipping. Like, it's your... It's your everything. It's, it's who God is making you to be, not a better version of yourself. He's making you a better version of him. Yeah? So I want to walk this journey along with you. I want to walk, as I've said it so many times in conversations over tea, up here on this stage, leading worship, that I am walking this not by myself. I'm walking it with all of each and every one of you and everybody else that is in the family of Jesus Christ. So let's be people who choose to continue to move forward, not looking back, because we are confident that he who began a good work in each and every one of us will carry out. It's a promise to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He will be at work in and through you, encouraging you to look straight ahead, move forward, to keep going, to not give up, because it is all for his glory and it is all for his kingdom. And that's the word the Heavenly Father put upon my heart to speak over each and every one of you this morning. You amazing, amazing vessels of Jesus Christ. And all the people said, in agreement, if you agree with me, don't say if you don't agree with me, because if you're going to agree with me, it means you're going to have to do something about it. So if you're not prepared to do something about it, if you want to stay where you are, then don't say amen. If you want to be comfortable, don't say amen. If you want to look behind and think that it is better, then don't say amen. But if you want to continue to move forward in Jesus Christ, then you say amen with every fibre of your being and you say today I am going to fix my eyes on Jesus, look straight ahead and I'm only going to glance back and then continue to walk. May your words for each other be a continual encouragement. When you see someone has fallen down, you go, get up Doreen, keep on running, get up Hannah. You are a beautiful daughter of the king. Anna, do not let your illness define you because you are victorious because of Jesus Christ and each and every single one of you. You're lucky I'm not going to say it. So if you want to say amen, then 
say it, let's be people who choose and continue to move forward, not looking back, because we are confident that he who began a good work in you, he will, not maybe, he will carry on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He will be at work in and through you, encouraging you to look straight ahead, moving forward, to keep going, to not give up, all for his glory, for his kingdom, and we all say, Amen. Amen. I know it's only 10 to 12. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> what did you say? Early lunch. <laughs> oh, my days. Ain't Jesus amazing? My, um, he's just said to me, <laughs> this is what Jesus does. Show people your title of, uh, of your book, Make Today Awesome. And I'm like, yes, Jesus, every day is awesome. Some people say to me, um, you know, that's you, Jan, you're really, really positive. The only reason why I'm positive is because I believe the word of the Lord and I believe that he has great things for us and I believe that where I have walked, if I went into it, I have a little bit in the past, it talking to you isn't great, isn't full of roses, but I praise Jesus. I would not change it because I've learned so much about his faithfulness and never-ending love. I've learned so much about the fact that he guides me daily and will never leave me or never abandon me. So if you want to stand on your feet in declaration, then please do, physically, spiritually. I know that some of us can't stand, but in our hearts we are standing um, and we're just going to, I'm just going to pray and then, um, and then we're going to worship our living God. Oh, there's one more thing that I just want to say. Thank you for your patience. You're such a beautiful people. Praise, I know we bang on it loads. And I'm not just saying it because I'll lead worship. Praise releases so much. When you're in the midst of like, Bleh. And your, and your body goes, I just want to stay under the duvet, metaphorically speaking, I encourage you to sing out. Think of one thing. I'm pretty certain that each and every single one of you in this room can think of one thing to praise your Heavenly Father for. The fact that you're alive this morning, I mean, man alive, that's enough. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are holy and you are majestic. We thank you, Father, for your promises. We thank you, Father, that you are a God that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I thank you, Father, that you are a God that encourages us to not look backwards, but to keep on moving forwards because backwards isn't the way that we are going. We are striving and pressing on with endurance, the race that is set before us. And God, we come to you this morning and ask, Lord, I ask that you would bring Bring words of encouragement to those that need it because there may be some here this morning that says I think I'm stuck in that sack and I don't know if I can get up. Father God, would you please release life of encouragement over them. Father, I pray that you would bring the people along them to be, speak that word of encouragement. May we be doers, Lord, of your word. May we not miss 
a heartbeat of what it is that you are asking us to do. God, I thank you for the privilege of being able to speak your heart to this beautiful family of God. Lord, may we leave this place not willing to stay put or be comfortable. May we be people who are going to move forward outside of our comfort zones, but not because we can say, look how great we are, but so that your name may be glorified, that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven for your glory, glory, glory. In your mighty, mighty name we ask this. Amen. Amen. Let's worship.